Alright, I'm on. Hello, and good morrow. Once in a great while, on the dark side of the moon, there assembles a small group of minds from throughout the land. This tribe is beckoned by the elder, Mr. Ron MFN Jones, aka Mr. Free Bird. He calls forth his people to discuss various topics about many things. These minds come together to form not a round table, but the malarkey that is the Ron Table. The Ron Table. Okay, everybody, welcome back to this episode of The Ron Table. This week, it's more of The Ron Triangle, because it's just the three of us this week. Trifecta. We're going to have a good time talking about some uh, activities that we had this last, well, this month, right? Oh, the end of last month. Last week. Yeah. Last week. Yeah, so this week we got the man of the hour, Ronnie motherfucking Jones. Glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and this week we have Jeff Jones with us again. Jen, Dad, thanks for having me. Yeah, good times. It's always an honor to get that phone call. Get the yeah. Invite. invite again, even though you scheduled this, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's an honor. <laughs> Plus your technical support over there when Ronnie's got to get on there. Yes. Yeah. So I'm coming to you from Ron's Garage. Ron's Garage. Are you looking for that special place where you can work on your car, listen to Pink Floyd, and have access to every craftsman tool that Bob Vila has ever endorsed? Well, look no more. At Ron's motherfucking garage, you are welcome to come change your oil, brakes, or just clean out your car, all while receiving helpful criticism from Ron Jones himself. You will also be graced by the many signs that line the walls of Ron's garage. Signs like, you can't fix stupid, but you can numb it with a 2x4. And what happens in Ron's garage stays in Ron's garage. Or classics, do your best, duct tape the rest. So if you're in need of somewhere where you can work on your car, have access to the tools that should never exist, or you just like Pink Floyd, come on down to Ron's motherfucking garage, where everyone leaves with clean windows. Caution, Ron will not help, assist, or take responsibility for any repairs done while on the premises. Ron doesn't do drum brakes or any of those fancy-ass cars with all that high-tech crap. Ron's Garage. Is that new wood paneling behind you? No. <laughs> Been there since the house was purchased in 1984. I think it was built around it. it 62. 84? It was born oh. six, made in 62. The house? Yeah. Paneling since 1962. Oh, hey, speaking of that, real quick, um, before we get in this episode, I just want to know, did you see the news that Home Depot is bringing hot dogs back to the, uh, to the stand there? They are. Yeah, they, they took it out because of uh, COVID. And yeah. then, uh, I think they're in, uh, where are they, down south now, and they're trying to work their way up here. Yeah, I don't know. They need to be putting Frank's a lot in there. I don't know. I'm curious to see if they still have the lunch special which was two hot dogs a soda and a bag of chips for five bucks yes if they if i have a feeling it's going to be different yeah they're going to raise the price yeah it's probably 10 now stupid because the price of stuff from going up how much is gas down there maybe 319 oh it's almost four bucks up here oh that's too much yeah yeah i was very excited about getting hot dogs back there for uh all the construction workers I know it is always convenient. Yeah. Remember the time Josh took you out to lunch? And he <laughs> took you to Home Depot for I a hot know. dog. 
That's a good uh, deal. It was at work, and he's like, hey, don't make lunch plans today. I made lunch plans for us, and I was all excited. And then he didn't tell me where, and then we pulled into Home Depot, and he's like, all right, here we go. Yeah, you probably thought he was going to pick up some screws or bolts or something, and then yeah. come to find out, he took you out to lunch. I mean, I couldn't even be mad about it because he made the plan, so. And it was good hot dogs. And it's good hot dogs for five bucks. Right. I mean, right. and a bag of chips and a drink. Yeah, you go to the ballpark and it costs more than that. And the hot oh. dogs taste like they do at the ballpark, too. They're yeah. really good. I don't know. If good. you're ever in Michigan or from Michigan, I would just say you need to be getting a hot dog down in Detroit. Cold <laughs> I yeah. say that, but I think they're snappy. I think. Oh, I don't. Snappy. I don't like snappy hot dogs. I don't like snappy yeah. hot dogs either. I'm out. I'm out. All right, Dad. Let's chat about our time at the Bigfoot conference. Tell us your experience. Well, we went there and then we looked around Gatlinburg for a little while. Then we kind of went to the conference, and then uh, they had a lot of speakers up there, but uh, that. Uh, I, I'm not, I wouldn't, uh, you got to keep an open mind on what they was talking about. Each speaker said different stuff. So you really don't know, you know, what to believe because each of them had different experiences out in the woods and they all go for the Bigfoot different ways. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You, I, I didn't chime in too much on it. Dad, let's start from the beginning. What did you think about what the waiter was telling us about different Bigfoot groups at the pizza place? Oh, that uh, that different what? The, the waiter, when he was asking if we were part of any kind of Bigfoot group and if we minded sitting anywhere near other ones because there was Bigfoot groups that were starting stuff with other <laughs> Bigfoot groups over where they were hunting. Yeah, you really got to watch what you said because if they overhear you talking about stuff, some of them are really dedicated in that. And uh, they'll give you a lot of a lot of flack about it so i don't know well, we kind of stuck to ourselves down there we didn't really sit next to anybody with an earshot mm. dad what'd you think of that continental breakfast oh what <laughs> <laughs> what was it and that was it was pretty good now <laughs> we kind of slipped one in on them didn't we <laughs> slip on uh, one I, we accidentally stole it on accident i mean that was a yeah total but I, I thought it, i thought it was a part of the room I you know, I, I thought it was free because usually if you go to like a, a little hotel, you get a, like a bag on an orange juice. But uh, that that there, uh, it was more plush hotel. I thought it come with, you know, you should get one meal. That's what I thought it was. A breakfast buffet. Come to find out it was, uh, it was extra. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kids had fun with the pool anyways. <laughs> and then we walked, walked around downtown. It was it was pretty good. We did add a skate room and that laser tag. And we did golf. We did a lot of stuff. How was your experience in the the skate room? How was your feeling oh, on that? Oh, I love that. But, uh, I like to uh, go again because uh, we had a hard time trying to just get get to each clue. Yeah. Because yeah, you, you had to go in order. You just can't jump around because uh, you had to go in order in order to. To get one clue, you had to go to another one, and it led you up to another one. It was kind of hard because it it took us what look took us like an hour. No, that you get sixty minutes. We were the fastest group that weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had as long we we did it in like forty minutes. We still had like twenty minutes left. 
something like that eight eight and a half <laughs> i think we did it in 52 minutes yeah well it it was pretty good i liked it and i never been to one before so yeah it was a good experience it was it was a lot of fun then we played a bunch of black light golf we did two rounds of black light golf yeah then at at the last thing we did we did go-karts um i kind of like that because it had um and had a better track than just going around in a damn circle. And this yeah, this was, was up three stories. Yeah, and that was it was great. That hill going down was intense. I know, pop, pop, pop. Everybody had fun. It it was more to do besides just going down there. And we also did Hollywood uh, cars. Oh, you know, oh yeah. With the yep. Bat Batmobile and Dukes of Hazard, and uh, James Dean's car, Elvis's car. I thought he had a pink Cadillac, but I guess he had that Continental, too. I didn't know about that. We had the Christine car. It was pretty good. I liked, yeah. I liked the whole experience. i like to do it again. Yeah, we, we knew. Jeff Jones, how did you know Dad was having a good time? Uh, Jen, because Dad was talking to just random strangers on the sidewalk that were happened to be walking with us or near us. Yeah, because I was out of money. I was asking for spare change. No, you, you were not asking for spare change. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can ride the go-karts. Mm. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, your, was your food good at the pancake house? Oh, yeah. It was It was great. I liked it. He was very that, excited about getting a senior discount there, too. Yep. That was good food. <laughs> what did you think about the uh, stuff they had for sale at the Bigfoot conference? Like the <laughs> foods and things like that. They had a lot of cool stuff for sale. Yeah, they had Yeah, they had t-shirts and uh, uh some Bigfoot memorabilia, whatever it's called. <laughs> what did you, did you end up picking up anything, Dad? What'd you get? No, I didn't really pick up nothing. No? I wondered if you bought, bought stuff. I bought a lot of stuff. Don't even ask me how to, I feel about Bigfoot. I, I, I don't want to spoil everybody's, uh, you know, thing. So, I don't. Well, you can give your opinion. Yeah, I know. I can give my opinion, but I might, I might uh, have people chime in and, and try to find out where I live. No. <laughs> over your, over your views you can share Bigfoot. your opinion. It's your podcast. What the hell? Well, I, I'm just, I'm kind of catch-22. I'm just wondering how does even people know that he's any, well, except the Mothman. I guess some people seen him. But I mean, as, far as, people. Uh, as far as all these cryptids, like Bigfoot and Chupacabra and Loch Ness Monster, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people have been walking around out in the woods, and you know somebody's got a, a much better available as phones are, and people do carry guns. You'd think they have uh, have shot one and put it in a museum so they can study it, or take a picture and and uh, you know make like a, a book so somebody can see it. You know, up instead of that, uh, what's that one guy? Uh, them couple guys that uh, took a picture in '62. Patterson Gimlin? Yeah. I mean, that's the only uh, solid evidence we got. But then everybody's like, that's a conspiracy. Everybody think that's a guy in a suit. But I guess they, I guess they proved it was wrong or something. I don't know. Anyway, they thought it was kind of real, but that's the only picture that they got really so far. I don't know. Like you said, until somebody can capture one, can have it that physically study it, see what it's about. If they come around people's houses, you know, these old people back in the woods, you know, 
if a Bigfoot come around the house, you know they're going to jump out there with about three or four shotguns and start shooting it. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you go on anybody's property down there, you better, uh, <laughs> you better, them locals down there, they get kind of, kind of wild. So it's better just stay out of their way. <laughs> yeah. Now they, they shoot first and ask questions later. Yeah. It's understandable. Yeah. Like that movie, movie Deliverance. Uh, you watch <laughs> that and it's, you don't want to, <laughs> them people down there are crazy <laughs> <laughs> everybody's not like that i don't know but it, yeah you yeah. get you get in the, in the backwoods down there you don't know what's going on between yeah. the animals and the people and and, and uh, banjo playing yeah and then you get pulled over by the sheriff you don't know if you're going to get locked up and throw away the key or what's going Shoot. on because the sheriff might even be related to the people this took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Woo! Yeah. All right. Well, the and these there. are the thoughts of Ronnie Jones. What's, <laughs> what's up next? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one on this thing. Somebody else can chime in. <laughs> no, we were just talking to you about Bigfoot. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember when Jeff Jones saw Renee in the elevator? Yeah. I did see her in the elevator. That was cool. They were yeah. staying at the same hotel, floor below us. Yep. Jeff Jones saw Renee from Finding Bigfoot. How come they had all them other people on there and Bobo couldn't make it? What happened to him? Bigfoot getting? I don't know. He's busy. He's busy. He's he's out in the woods looking for Bigfoot. Mm. Yeah. He's on to something. He was Bobo on the go-go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was hoping for them, them people there was what, like Finding Bigfoot? And I like the ones ex Bigfoot expedition. Yeah, um, I like I like them people. It, it seems like they go into more, uh, you know, more detail than other ones do. Well, they have different speakers each year. Oh, I think okay, last maybe... year they had Big Expedition Bigfoot speakers. Oh, I I like them. Mm -hmm. Anything else from the conference, Dad? No, that's I think that's about it. I uh, like to go. I like to go again. You know, sometime. Yeah, that was a good time. Oh, yeah, and Ronnie figured out how to use his camera on his phone this vacation. Probably had about, I don't know, 150 pictures. I took every, every car in that Hollywood uh, car museum. <laughs> you flip back through the pictures? Yeah, once in a while I do. Yeah, did you get to show people at work? Yeah, I wish I would have had my sunglasses on in a Batmobile, though. Like Josh. <laughs> Josh said you got to be more faster than that. Yep. You know, you got to think. You got to think ahead. And he had his, uh, he had his sunglasses on, but I didn't uh, usually wear sunglasses inside. But I probably could have worn them that time. Yeah. But it's too late. After after you buy it, it's already too late. He won't take them again. Yeah. Yeah, you could pay to have pictures taken in the the cars. Yeah. yeah. He's got to be there with you. You just can't walk up and have somebody take a picture because right. they're. Uh, they're fussy about their cars. They don't want them scratched or nothing. Yeah, yeah I wanted to slide over the hood of the General Lee, and they were all like, no, you can't. Don't. <laughs> They'll probably have the cops on you really fast if you did that. Oh, yeah. I'm just a good old boy. Meaning no harm. I figured, too, they probably got to compensate for the air bill, you know, like to have the air on with all the windows and everything open like that. Yeah. Like the whole front of the store is open. They had the Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am, too. Yeah, yep. that was cool. Knight Rider, Ghostbusters. Yeah. 
Yep. The ones I was surprised they didn't have a team. Surprised they didn't have an A team van. Oh yeah. Or a mystery machine from Scooby Doo. Surprised they didn't have either of them. That's probably in somebody's collection. Yeah, but for that little of a town, he had a lot. He, he had a lot of cars though. You know, because there's like California and uh, you know, a lot of other places that's pretty well known. And that little town there had all them cars. Yeah, it yep. was interesting. They had um, I don't know, probably three thousand cars from Fast and Furious. You know, all three thousand. <laughs> I think there was like 50 cars in the place. Yeah, it there felt was a like... lot from ten. There was a lot from Fast and Furious. Probably ten of them. Yeah, I think is in their ten Fast and Furious. That makes sense. Movies too, so that's probably it. I was that, that Lamborghini? Was a Lamborghini from uh, Miami Vice? No, it was. There was a Ferrari in there from Ford and Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I thought that was uh, from Miami Vice. Uh, they had a Ma- no, no, that was a Ma- uh, Maserati. You're thinking of the Flintstone mobile. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> that was in there also. <laughs> what was his name? Barris? Barris made all those? Oh, yeah. The one, the guy who made them all. Yeah. And the, and the car from Grandpa from the Munsters was in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that was that was fun. That was squeezy. Beverly Hillbillies. You, I don't see how that car made it all the way from uh, Tennessee to California <laughs> without breaking down. With I, Granny up there in the chair. That's why I ended up looking like that. That's what he said. It, they had to have one that had Granny rocking in the chair on the back of the truck. Yeah, it's like on a Christmas vacation when they had that on somebody owned up the car too. Remember they couldn't put her in the, oh, in the yeah. car, so they put her Aunt on top. Edna. Yeah. Yeah. We passed a car, or was I? Did I see it somewhere that uh, they had like a little, you know, like the little plug-in trailer that it's just like a little thing that goes in your trailer hitch, but you can just put stuff on it. Well, it looked like they had a body wrapped up in there, but it just was like the way that their stuff was wrapped, and they put a sign on there that said, "This is not Aunt Edna." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because you would have thought they would have made it look different, but like, no, let's just add a sign. Well, I'm sure if you're going to transport a body, you ain't going to leave it on the back of your car. Oh, maybe. You never know. Well, word to the wise, don't uh, put anybody outside. You always put them in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> I did see this one video. It's like on, that, it's like on Good Goodfellas. They put all their bodies in the trunk. Yeah. They had, um, this lady had hair coming out of her trunk. And they, the cops came up because people, her neighbors had called saying, hey, there's hair hanging out of her trunk. And she went and looked and it was her wig. She had wigs in the back of her trunk. And like, oh my she God. had closed. She's like, oh my God, that's my wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ever see around Halloween time that these people put these props with legs sticking out of your, out of your car and, and trunk? Yeah. An arm and a leg and stuff like that. Yeah. Everybody thinks you got somebody in there. I was yeah. always worried when I was at cosmetology school when I had my practice heads in the trunk. And then, you know, if you get pulled over or have somebody, you know, search your vehicle for something, then there's heads just rolling around in your trunk back there. <laughs> All right, Jeffy, uh, do you want to help us out with this month? We're going to throw it over to you for some August information. Sure, Jen, thanks. Uh, this month is August. August is the eighth month of the Gregorian calendar and is the last month of summer. It's a month filled with warm weather, fun activities, and a time for relaxation. But did you know that August was originally named Sextilius? 
August <laughs> was originally named Sextilis, which means the sixth month. Remember we talked a few months oh, ago how they had added yeah. months? August was one of them. It was renamed to August in 8th BCE to honor the first Roman Emperor, Augustus Caesar. And originally August did not have 31 days. It's had, it's had as little as 29 days before. And it kept changing days. And eventually it was the guy who it was named after, Augustus Caesar, didn't want his to have less than Julius Caesar's month. So he added them back to 31 again. Oh, dang. Yep. Another thing Another thing about August, Jen, which we had talked about last episode, was the Perseid meteor shower. It occurs in August. Oh. Uh, we had talked about that. The wife and I had laid out in the yard. Seen, uh, Dad, did you get a chance to catch the meteor shower? No, I, I was busy. <laughs> I didn't catch it. Hey, can I chime in? Yeah, what you got? Uh, is that Augustus and Caesar? Are, they're related. Is that like brother and... Is that like two brothers or is it like dad and son or what is that like? I know they're related, but how are they related? No, I don't think they're, I don't think they were related. That's the same last name. I mean, what, what kind of coincidence would that be back in? It's like Jones. It's like back in the Roman times. Yeah, like Jackson and Smith, something. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I, was that a common name back then? I don't think he was there. I don't know. Okay, he's the adopted son of Julius Caesar. Oh, okay. Got it. Augustus Caesar is the adopted son of Julius Caesar. Oh, so he had a different name and he he, he switched his name when they adopted him? Yes. Oh, he didn't Caesar. keep his he didn't keep his birth name? No, it'd be I, what do you think the coincidence that his birth name was Caesar and he was adopted by a Caesar? Okay. All right, continue. All right, August also has two birthstones, just like May. May is the only other month with two birthstones in it. August has peridot and sardonyx. Peridot's a green gemstone, brings good luck and whatnot. Sardonyx, reddish-brown gemstone, courage and happiness. August also has two birth flowers, the gladiolus and the poppy. Gladiolus and the poppy. Poppy's a cute name. And Jen, as we had talked before, August is the month of the honeymoon. August is known as the month of the honeymoon because it is the time of year when honey is harvested from beehives. And if you are the superstitious type, plan your honeymoon to fall on this month as well. All right. And other than that, Jen, you want to tell us what kind of fun days we have coming up in August? Yeah. So, um, there's been a few already that have happened, so I'm going to skip them because that doesn't really help us going forward. But going forward from uh, this week, we have Creamsicle Day on August 14th. Wednesday, August 16th is Tell a Joke Day. So, tell a joke. Also, August 20th, Jeffy, how do you feel about this day? Chocolate Peckin' Pie Day. Chocolate. I love some chocolate Peckin' Pie. Chocolate? I pack of waffles. I'd pack, I'd pack of waffles when we were down in Tennessee there. Chocolate. I guess I'm just surprised. I've never seen chocolate pecan pie. I've never had it, but it sounds amazing. When you think of pecan, you don't even think of chocolate. I know. Is and the crust? Maybe. I wonder if the crust is chocolate. And chocolate and pecan, that's like a candy bar. Maybe it is like a candy bar. Oh, like I'm enjoy that. Ain't that? No, that's an almond. Yeah. And ain't pecan. So. Oh man, I don't know. Hmm. Then. Uh, August 23rd, Ride Like the Wind Day. Ride Like the Wind. Remember when we took a radio flyer down the road and we recorded it? 
Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we got saw... speeds upwards of 25 to 30 miles an hour. Oh my god. Okay, two things on that. One, there was a video of, you know, the speedometer that catches people driving on the road. Yeah. There were people running against it and they were the We've had it one by our house. Yeah, Street Olympics and nice. uh, Oh man, somebody got like 6. <laughs> but the fastest no. was 17. I was say 17, and I think is what I have got going. Yeah. Yeah. You think an Olympic runner would be like 25? I mean, them guys run, run fast. I don't fast. know. Pretty I fast. No idea. I don't know. Uh, they run fast and jump hurdles. Yeah. And then uh, yesterday we saw a Jeep, no doors. It was a two-door Jeep, red, kind of rusty, and it had the radio flyer symbol up on the front of the, on the side of the hood. It was pretty oh, cool. Nice. Nice. Yep. August 27th. What do you think about this day? The Duchess Who Wasn't Day. Oh, she was so close. Oh, but she weren't. So close. Yeah. Was that over in, over in England? The no, I think it's it's just, it's it, this is for every day think is of a, a holiday. Du- you think of a Duchess that usually you think of a person over in England. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, August 30th is Frankenstein Day. Oh. So I don't know what that means, but. Electrifying. Yeah, means put corks in your neck, I guess. Stay out of windmills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then August thirty first is Eat Outside Day. Oh. I mean, if if it's raining and windy, I mean, eat at your own risk, or go to Home Depot and snag a hot dog. There you go. Yeah. And All set right. on the curb. And and set on the curb. Yeah. I usually go out and sit on their mowers. Ain't got no tables out front to sit on. Yeah, go sit on the mower and then put your drink in the holder. Put your stuff in the holder. You got a yeah. cup holder right there. Put your yeah, put your dog and chips up on the hood. Make sounds with your mouth like your motor's running. <laughs> people on think highway. People think you're nuts. Hmm. All right, Dad. I'm gonna throw it over to you for August birthday and uh information. All right, you guys might as well go to sleep because I got oh. quite a bit of them. How many? How many you have roughly? I got like thirty. Mm. All right, give us the top thirty most important. Oh. <laughs> All right, we can start out with Madonna. Eight sixteen fifty eight. She was born in Bay City. Bay City. Dad, Bay didn't you go to school with her? Yeah, she. No, I didn't go to school with her. She graduated in the eighties, but. Uh, she graduated from Adams just like I did at Rochester okay. Adams. Yep. All right, now we got Robert De Niro, eight seventeen forty three. Is that how many kids he has? <laughs> he just uh, had a kid. Maybe. I know. Uh, Martin Sheen, eight three of forty. Forty. I didn't think, wow. Yeah, I didn't think he was that old. Really? Wow. Me neither. Charlie, Charlie Sheen's dad. Yeah. Is, is, is Emilio Estevez? Is that his dad too? Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah, they're brothers. What is he adopted? No. No, I think they he got... just changed his name for acting. He don't even look like, does he? He don't look like anybody Kinda. over there. I don't know. Kinda anyway, like Martin Sheen. <laughs> yeah, he was born in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Tony Bennett, and he he sung uh, love songs back when I was little, back in the fifties. Yeah. Eight eight three twenty six. He just passed, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he was born in New York. It seemed like a lot of them singers back then, like uh, Perry Como and uh, 
you know, a lot of them people there were born in New York for some reason. Yep. They're Italian. They come over from Italy or something. But then we got Martha Stewart, A341, New Jersey. Uh, Amy Adams. Oh, I like Amy Adams. Oh, I like her, yeah. Uh, 820 or 74. And she's come from Italy. Mm. Oh, wow. Exotic. <laughs> Here we got one. G-Dragon. 1888. And uh, he's born in Seoul, South Korea. Oh, what's he known for? Uh, what, movies or something? I ain't never I heard know. of him. I ain't never heard of him. Maybe he's a rapper. I don't know. I, I ain't never heard of him. But if, if he's called G-Dragon, it's got to be something to do with... And, I never heard him even acting or rap. I have no idea. I don't even know who Me, that is. Uh, Patrick Swayze. Oh, I like him. Who's that? 818 He's a ghost. Oh. He is a ghost because he's gone. <laughs> he's a ghost. Too soon. Yeah, he's born in Houston, Texas. We got Andrew... Andrew Garfield, I think he was a president uh, back in. No, wait a minute. Andrew Garfield, 82083. Spider Man. He was a Spider Man. I was thinking of another Garfield back in the. In like the James Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. He's I like thought 30th that was, president or something. He couldn't have been president and he was born in 83. Hmm. Uh, Andy Warhol. You know, the one that does them uh, crazy paintings? Yep. Uh, 8628, Forest City, Pennsylvania. Mm. Mm. M. Night Shyamalan. He's born in oh, 8670, India. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. He did that movie Signs. Yeah. Yeah, that was okay. And then he's had a few downers after. There was a movie yeah, he- called Old. I wanted to drive to wherever that guy was and punch him in the mouth for wasting time in our life that we cannot get back. I'm old <laughs> just watching this movie. I wanted to see that, too. You know, all, and, and, and the way he makes the movies, it's a wonder if he's got this far. Uh, Deion Sanders, he's really a good football player. And 8967, Fort Myers, Florida. And baseball, he played both. Yeah. So we got Dustin Hoffman. The freshman? What? <laughs> Did he, is oh. he the one that counted change when he threw it down? I I don't know. <laughs> oh, who is that? The, Rain, the Man? Rain Man? Yeah. <laughs> Wapner? Wapner. Gotta watch Wapner. <laughs> yeah, 8837, Los Angeles. Oh. Hulk Hogan? You want to know his real name? Give, give it to us. Terry? Gene Balia, B-A-L-I-A. That's his real name. 8-11-53. He was born in Georgia. I don't know if him pulling off shirts has the same effect if Terry Gene Balia. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how he got the name Hulk Hogan. Yeah, because Hogan ain't even his name. Oh, I'm, they make names up all the time. Just like a stage name. Yeah. All right, Sam Elliott, you know, he's one in, uh, he played in Young Guns, and he does that, uh... Oh, I like him. Only you can prevent forest fires. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's he also narrator in The Big Lebowski. Yeah, Guy yeah. at the bar. 
Yeah. Oh, he's got that badass mustache. <laughs> he also playing. He also playing Ghost Rider. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they, they have that motorcycle in the museum. Yeah, as soon as he talks, you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like uh, James Earl Jones. You know when he talks, you you can, you know, you know who it is. Sam yeah. Elliott talks, you know how he is, too. Yeah. All right, we got Antonio Banderas. He played the Expendables. And he played in also... Uh, Shrek. Desperado. Desperado, <laughs> yeah. Plus Boots. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're going with. That's his claim to fame, Jen. I was trying to think of something serious, not that. I know. Something a little more respectable. Yeah. Four room. That's like that's like uh Arnold Schwarzenegger playing in uh Twins. Kenny, no, Kindergarten Cop. Oh yeah, yeah. Or Vin Diesel playing in uh oh Pacifier. I, you ever hear of that one? The Pacifier? Yeah. He played in that. He was born in Spain. 810 of 60. We got Chris Hemsworth. He played in Thor. Yep. Wasn't that Miley Cyrus's husband? Well, I don't know. You have to look You're that thinking up. thinking of Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> anyway, he's born in 811, 83, and he come from Victoria, and he was born in Malta. Oh, he came from Victoria? That's his mom's name, or? <laughs> no, that's the city he was born in. What and he was hell? born He's born in Malta. In oh. Malta? No, Malta. That, that's overseas. Is that a type of balls? It is, multiball. <laughs> so I'll get back to I was getting at the same thing. I don't know if you know this one. Is Ray? We, we don't. D I O Z. 813 of 85 Key West, Florida. I never heard of him. Ray Diaz? Is that who it is? I don't know. Yeah, D-I-O-Z? maybe. D I O Z? I don't know. Diaz. Yeah, maybe that's it. What was he a ball player or something? Sounds like it. I don't know. He's mad um, if he's listening to this, I'll tell you that. I got two more. Oh. Got Sean Penn and uh eight seventeen of sixty Burbank, California. That was Madonna's oh, yeah. husband. Fast times with Ridgemont High. And uh Fred McMurray. Remember him, My Three Sons? Yeah, he played the dad in My Three Sons. Oh. That was back in the sixties. When was he born? 8.30 of 08. Whoa! He was born in Illinois. Well, oh, is he still alive? Wow, I want to guess Illinois for him. <laughs> He'd be like 115 or something. <laughs> well, that's all I have. So we, oh. We'll go back. Are we'll, we going to talk about a passing this month that we need to acknowledge? Sinead O'Connor. Well, that too. That's terrible. I think Jen was talking about the passing of Paul Rubens, Peewee. Oh, he's gone? Yeah. When, when did he yep. die? Like Just three, four week? days ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. I guess he had cancer. He kept it from people for like four years. He's had it for six. Dang. Something like that. Yeah. You know, I started looking at some of his stuff on IMDb. I forgot he was in a lot of actually really good stuff. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't have it pulled up right now, but... It, Remember him in Mystery Men? I was just gonna say that, like. And in Blow. Such a great cameo. Oh, he played in Blow with Johnny Depp. Yeah, he was in that. He was actually in a lot of stuff. If you start looking up his IMDb, obviously he was in. Uh, he was Locke from 
Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, they got Lock, Stock, and Jack, the witch, the devil oh. guy, and the skeleton kid. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I think he so. He was one of those, but they've put out a series of videos as those three kids mm. and, like, their adventures, and he did yeah. a whole series of that. Like, he was actually in a lot of stuff. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. The movie. Crazy. Yep. Yep. That sucks. Pee Wee Herman. I hate that. Yeah. So. All right, Jeffrey, you got a mystery minute? Yeah. All right. Take it away, Jeff. All right. This mystery minute, I'm going to keep fairly short. I'd come across this news article three days ago, and scientists believe that they have found the source of out-of-body experiences. What? All right. Now, they believe they've located a part in the brain. It's actually a real thin, thin piece of tissue that's under a bunch of the folds of your brain. Okay. okay. They had found eight volunteers for this test. These volunteers had already had these little implants planted on that part of their brain because they were epileptic patients. And it was a way to kind of control the seizures and control the nerves and just keep it massaged so that you wouldn't have as many seizures when you're epileptic. Okay. And so what they had found was that same tissue that those implants are on when they can put different frequency and radio waves to it. It causes the people to feel just like they do with, just like you would if you were having an out-of-body experience. Uh-huh. And it's all in that same region of the brain right there. And so what they had found is by doing that, it gives the gives you the feeling of weightlessness, the feeling of falling. Sometimes it'll give you the feeling of not being able to stay focused on anything specific. Uh-huh. Um, it's the same part of the brain where people believe that when you do have an out-of-body experience and you're even outside of your body looking down, like that's the floating feeling they're calling it, and all of that. And what they're trying to do now is to take that, what they've discovered with that, and turn it into a form of anesthesia for when you're being operated on. That they think oh. that out of the eight people that volunteered for that course because they already had the implants. And uh, so, yeah, they're trying to take that section of the brain and figure out how to make that where they could just stimulate it with a sound or a vibration uh-huh. and give people the feeling of an out-of-body experience as a form of, vamp- of anesthesia. Gotcha. I know. I thought that was crazy. Have you ever had that? Have you ever experienced that? I have, but not to that extent that I was floating above myself. I mean, under anesthesia and under having surgery and things like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm still, I'm unconscious, but I can hear it. It's kind of like when you hear something before you wake up, but it, gotcha. instead of it just being that quick, it was more prolonged. Mm. My foot broke. They shot me up. Like I got a shot of morphine. Yeah, you get a shot of morphine. I mean, you can feel like you can't move, but you can hear what's going around you, but you can't move your hands or legs or nothing. That's what they give you in the, in the service when you like get a, a leg shot off or something like that. So it'll, it'll, it'll dull your pain. So yeah. they won't fill it as much. Yeah. They, they were also saying with the same part of the brain, when they could send certain waves there, it would cause, it would cause the same symptoms of sleep paralysis as mm. well, where people that wake up and they can't move or do anything or say anything. You know what I mean? It's that same section of the brain is all of that goes on. Yeah. But then you almost wonder too, just because they can't talk, does it mean like, what if they can't share that it hurts? Right. Well, that's why they got to run tests. Yeah. Figure things out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, they don't want you to feel pain and you just not even being able to respond to it. Like, right. that's not a form of anesthesia. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It almost be like a form of torture. 
Yeah, right? Dang. But, yep, so that's what I had for the Mystery Minute. Jen, I'm going to chuck it over to you for the Crystal Corner. All right, cool. So, earlier, um, when you were talking about August, you talked about Peridot, which is also called the Peridot. That's how some people pronounce it. Peridot. Peridot. Yeah. So, I wanted to share, this is a green stone. It's real pretty, and it is, well, I guess... Uh, there can be, it can be olive green, yellowish green, kind of like a honey red, and a brownish color. It says, is they're easily, easily obtained, but good crystals are rare. So if you have like a rare peridot, I'm trying to think what it looked like when it was raw. Um, cause we've gotten one before. So, um, but this stone is a powerful cleanser. So it's for releasing and neutralizing toxins on all levels. So like if you feel like you have things that you need to release or like having a hard time you know i think sometimes too people get caught up in like like they feel shameful like trying to release things because maybe they're not allowed to do that you know stuff like that right this is a stone that helps release old baggage it helps with burdens guilt or obsessions and that cleans it cleanses those it teaches that holding on to people or the past is counterproductive it'll allow you to move forward uh, Peridot shows you how to detach yourself from outside influences and to look to your own higher energies for guidance. So a lot of people are like, well, what is like my higher self? What does that mean? A lot of times it's just your intuition, right? Yeah, so right. I'll give you an example real quick. The other day I was driving down the road. I was driving next to a car like their back end was by my front end. And there was a kid. I only know he was a kid because I saw him. but a car coming towards me he's gonna turn left and i something told me he's gonna turn in between us and there was no room and there was nobody behind us and so when this car sped up i slowed down because something said he's gonna turn in between you and sure enough he did and there was not enough room and he just dead stopped right in my lane head on so i had to hurry up and swerve over but that's what i'm talking about like what is your intuition so if you have like that voice or just like a knowing that's what the intuition is for your higher self Right. Psychologically, Peridot alleviates jealousy, resentment, spite, and anger, and it reduces stress. Let's say if you're being really challenged, like at work, this is a great stone to have on you. You know, if you have, like, you go to family functions that are super stressful, you know, bring that. Just a few more things. This stone promotes psych uh, psychological clarity and well-being. So I know, talking earlier, you know, we know some people, like, their energy's feeling a little crazy and off. We talked about that last week. Um, so this is a good stone for that. And then uh, mentally, Peridot sharpens the mind and opens it to new levels of awareness. So this is a good stone to help you like see things in a new perspective. You know, sometimes we get stuck and we're like, ah, this is the only way I can see this. And then it'll open you to new things. And then lastly, uh, the influence of this stone can greatly improve difficult relationships. So again, if you're having a hard time, this is a good stone to have for that. Here we go. Yeah, Peridot or Peridot. So I'm going to throw this back to you, Dad, for media moment. Okay, I've been uh, kind of watching The Men Who Built America. It, it tells like how Daniel Boone, he, uh, uh, he made new paths through like K Kentucky and, and uh, you know, how he uh, come about how uh, Boonesboro was, uh, Boonesboro was, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, formulated, and it tell like how Lewis and Clark uh, 
uh, you know, uh, got across the uh, U.S. all the way to the Pacific Ocean because they was wondering what was out west because nobody mapped it out before. Yeah. That is a good show. I have watched that one. The Frontiersman, the men who built America Frontiersman. Yeah, and it told how Davy Crockett, yeah. uh, you know, was uh, how how he come to be and, and like the Revolutionary War, you know, between Britain and, and the British. Uh, and then they was putting tax on everything and they was, uh, see the British was over in England and they come over here trying to, you know, run things over here. And, and then the Continental Army, uh, you know, rose up and then fought against uh, England. So they sent a bunch of British troops over and then they end up trading with the Indians so they can help uh, you know, get rid of the. Uh, they pretty, yeah, they pretty much armed the Indians. They traded with the Indians, giving them weapons so they could yeah. fight back against the settlers. Because all the settlers the, were revolting against England. Uh, Indians more or less had like bow and arrows and knives and hatchets and stuff like that. But when they got guns, then they tried to raid all the settlements. Yeah, they the Indians started got on the offensive a little more. Yeah. And attacking the settlements instead of just defending themselves with primitive weapons they had. They also wanted to get a hold of Boonesboro because they was like a big settlement amongst all in Kentucky. So they figure if they can uh, capture Boonesboro, then maybe others would, you know, uh, they they can more or less probably follow suit amongst the other villagers. Then it told yep. like how how Lewis and Clark would, you know, like I said, went to a. Uh, the Pacific Ocean and they mapped everything and then that paved the way for other uh, you know uh, other people to uh, go out west because before they didn't even have maps how to get out there yeah I believe they were trying to they were hired just got sent to go to the, all the way as far west as they could and to see how far it was till the water because they wanted to use they wanted to be able to land boats to settle on that side of the country coming from the other way on boats instead of having to cut through the land but nobody had any idea how far that was yeah but you go from kentucky how do they know there was even water out there if nobody's ever been there they didn't that's why they were explorers yeah but uh, how how they even know to explore and they just kept going to the hit water yeah 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 and map it on mapped it on their way well so then they talked about kit carson he was out real good. And was he Indian fighter too? Yep. It was a pretty good show. It, it told uh, like a like a Boston Tea Party how they put tax on tea, and they uh, they went up there and they had uh, uh, they got or or they uh, you know the the eastern part of the United States. It, it was ruled by England, so they put a bunch of tax on people, and then they you know fought back because they didn't want want tax from England. So they so they went up there and. Uh, got rid of uh, a bunch of stuff that England set over. And then finally yeah. they shipped over a bunch of ships and uh, they they trying to take over uh, all the, you know, the people that didn't want stuff happening. Yeah. If you feel like that season and you finish it, Dad, there's another one, The Men Who Built America. I believe it's called Steel. Mm. And it's all about the Carnegies and the Rockefellers all the way up to like Henry Ford and the assembly line. Like basically, like people that really started like building the buildings. And well, the I ain't got that far. No, I'm just far. saying it goes all the way through. After that one you're watching, it goes to the Civil War, and then I think it just keeps going on the one I, what the last one I had watched went all the way through like the 40s, pretty much 50s. Oh wow. 1900. I mean. 
those get those are really good series. Yeah. Yeah, it's, if people get a chance, yeah, you know, try to watch that because it tells a lot how the frontier got started. It tells like the Alamo, you know, how how that happened, and and yeah. uh, it like Mexico was uh, really owned. California was part of Mexico at one time, and Texas was also part of Mexico. Uh, I think it was Andrew Jackson. He was trying to formulate all the United States the way it looks now, but uh, the, the Mexicans didn't didn't mold that, so they was trying to fight back. And the pioneers would go over there trying to, uh, you know, they was trying to explore and trying to get Texas and California into the United States. That's how the Mexicans uh, got to the Alamo, and. Davy Crockett, he was, uh, he really wasn't supposed to be there because uh, he was supposed to run back and tell uh, James Polk, uh, you know, how uh, Davy Crockett was uh, done fighting with the Mexicans and he thought uh, that the Mexicans was all, you know, done fighting, but come to find out that they were in, uh, up in uh, Tex Texas and California trying to get it back, you know, from the, from the, uh, the pioneers. Right, and then uh, he happened to be in the Alamo, and uh, you know, you you know what the story is from there. So nice. Anything you've been watching, Jen? Oh well, we we're all caught up. Uh, we've watched. We finished the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, that's a good show. That was the third season. So good. I like that. So Judy. good. Did I think you Judy finish? Gemstone oh, is probably one of my god. favorite characters. Oh my god! Did you see season three? Is it newer? Yeah. I've not watched three yet. Okay. Now. Okay. What we do in the shadows, the new season came out for that. Um, so yeah. we're all caught up on that. That was good. And I think those are the, the two main ones. Nice. Nice. Andrew and I have been watching The Practice. You ever watched that? Mm -mm. From the maybe the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. The Practice. Sorry. Right. It's got a lot of people in it that are like, you see them in a lot of other stuff eventually. Yeah that so much like there's a lot in each episode that we're constantly like who is that and then like what else were they in and we started trying to find who they are and what else they were in yeah. random other b background characters yeah but yep this show this one stars dylan mcdermott okay but it's not bad it's just kind of like, it's by the same people that do boston legal eventually they do they write make boston legal after this shows like that gotcha but, yep not too bad not too bad anybody else have anything else to want to talk about they've been watching well, and it, uh, I like to chime in that, like the men who built America. That'd be a good book report uh, for school. You know, uh, uh, you know how you uh, do book reports, and then this way to be on TV, so you won't have to read the whole book. Yeah, I think I'm sure the book put out by I'm the sure the book channel. goes into more detail than the movie does. But right. it, it'd be a good book report for you know somebody to turn in, like for extra credit or something. Nice. All right, that wraps up this episode of The Ron Table. Dad, thanks for joining us in another episode. Jen, thanks for being here. Hopefully we see you guys next month. Yeah, I'll be here. And we'll be seeing you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mom and Dad coming down. Yeah. Dad was a globe and taking a visit down there yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Thank you. Over and off.